0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. This is your AEW Dynamite review show. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with K Fabulous. Hey. The show was live May 31st, 2023 in San Diego, California. Let's get right to it. Opening match was a trios match. We had the Blackpool Combat Club, the team of John Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta, and they took on the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, and Bandito, and they were accompanied by Alex Ebrahantes. Uh, Bandito was dressed as a superhero bug, and was carrying a large mallet. I believe that is actually a real character in uh, Hispanic uh, culture in in some Hispanic country.
1: I believe it's a nod at a Mexican wrestler. That's what they said on Twitter. Anyway,
0: I say uh, three simultaneous super kicks start the match. Very early into the match, Bandito. Uh, executed a one-minute-long, uh, well, not quite one minute, but the crowd counted to 60. Uh, he executed a, a one-minute-long delayed vertical suplex. Again, the crowd counted to 60, so it was rushed. So it was really probably 30 seconds. Uh, Ray Phoenix ran the ropes to kick Wheeler Utah in the head. I love that spot. Uh, Claudio and Moxley were wearing down Bandito. He was in for quite a while. Uh, Bandito hit a torneo on Moxley. He spun several times in the air. Uh, Bandito and Wheeler Utah got in a striking battle, and then Utah bit Bandito.
1: Right on the top
0: of his head. He, yeah, on the top of his head. He bit him. Dirty.
1: I love when people bite each other.
0: Yeah, I know you do. That's sick. Uh, Bandito then hit back with a powerful dropkick on Wheeler Yuta. He Irish whipped him in, followed him into the ropes, and hit him with a powerful dropkick before he could really get uh, get returned off of the ropes. Uh, and then, very soon after, Wheeler Yuta wrapped up Bandito with the seatbelt for the pin and the win. Blackpool Combat Club get the win in this opening trios match. Uh, nice way to start off the show. Four bones out of five. Good match. And the Blackpool Combat Club celebrate in the ring afterwards. Brian Danielson had been on commentary. He came down to the ring to celebrate with them. Do you have anything you'd like to add about this four bone opening match, Kay?
1: Um, I love the Lucha Brothers and Bandito together. Um, mm-hmm. uh, What a great trios team. I would love to see them... Go after House of Black and the Trios belts. Because they'll get the double belts going on the Lucha Brothers, you
0: know?
1: Mm-hmm. um, There's a cool Casadora followed by a DDT by Penta. Um, and a good backstabber by Penta and Claudio. Those are my only notes that you haven't already mentioned. That was a crazy long delayed vertical suplex. I don't care if they were counting fast. It felt long. It looked long. It looked very difficult. Yudo's core... Has to be like like cement, you know? It mm-hmm. was very impressive for both men.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very impressive. Uh Alex Marvez is with Hangman Page and the young Bucks. Matt Jackson says, I never thought the day would come when I would try to melt off the face of another man with an explosive sneaker. He, of course, is referring back to double or nothing. When he hit the exploding sneaker spot on, who did he hit? John Moxley, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kicked him in the face with an exploding sneaker. It
1: was awesome.
0: Uh, Paige says they're still standing, even though they lost. Uh, and then the Dark Order interrupts John Silver, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds. And they say Hangman is hanging with his new friends. And they then walk away, dejected. Hangman Page goes after them. Marvez asks if it's true that Kenny Omega returned home to Canada and if it's true that he was injured, right? Yeah. Uh, Page said, before he ran off, with uh, after the, the Dark Order, Page said he is out of the country, Omega, but he's not in Canada. So people, you know, believe that he's referring to Japan mm-hmm. and he's bringing some of his uh, Japanese wrestling buddies to help out the elite.
1: That's awesome.
0: So we'll see. And, of course, with Forbidden Door coming up on June 25th, I think it's safe to mm-hmm. believe that he's bringing some guys from New Japan. Yeah.
1: Well, he can't bring too many guys, or else then the faces are going to outnumber the heels, which you say is not supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it should never... For a good the reason. The faces should yeah. never outnumber the heels. Yet, so no. we're
1: going to have to get some...
0: Some heels over too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, they can. He can bring one guy, and then they'd be tied. Yeah. So he can bring over one friend. Uh, Tony Schiavone brings out Bullet Club Gold. He asks them about attacking Ricky Starks at Double or Nothing. Jay White reminds everyone he beat Ricky Starks, and they both start dissing FTR. Asking why they saved Ricky Starks at at Double or Nothing. Uh, Because they can't be his friends because Ricky has no friends, they say. And they say FTR uh, are from the South, so they must be slow. And then FTR's music hits.
1: Did you take offense to that?
0: I thought it was funny. (laughs) You know, they're just heels trying to get heat.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sure they didn't mean that. (laughs) Uh, FTR's music hits. And... uh, I just noticed at that point that Juice Robinson's face is airbrushed onto his pants.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Very Rick Rudy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, his pants are painted green. And mm-hmm. he's wearing jeans that are like spray painted or airbrushed green. And then his, his screaming face is airbrushed onto them as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's eyeballs airbrushed on the butt of them for some reason.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and
1: that's like top left cheek.
0: Say, uh, Jay White says he thinks FTR wants to join Bullet Club Gold, and uh, he says all they had to do was ask. And then out of nowhere, Juice Robinson hits Dax Harwood with a roll of quarters, which I really appreciated uh, the the randomness of that. Uh, everybody's kind of shocked, and there's a scramble. Jay White he hits Cash Wheeler with the Blade Runner, and then Ricky Starks runs down for the save. Uh Ricky Starks challenges Jay White for Dynamite next week, calling him a punk ass bitch. So it looks like we'll have Jay White versus Ricky Starks on Dynamite.
1: So can I say something about the quarters?
0: Okay.
1: I don't think he actually had them in a roll. I think he just had a handful of quarters. And punched him with a handful of quarters. Really? Because there wasn't any like paper or plastic on the on the mat, and it, the quarters exploded everywhere so instantly that like, and I saw him like digging around in his pocket for a while, like he was trying to get stuff. So I think he just had a bunch of quarters in his pocket, and then punched him with a handful of quarters. Hmm. Isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: I think I'm right.
0: All right. We then had uh, so well, it looks like we may have, we may have a, a feud for FTR, um, FTR's world tag team titles with Bullet Club Gold. It looks like we may see that. What do you think about that?
1: That's cool. But then, what happens to Ricky?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: because then Bullet Club Gold needs another member. So they can have, like, a trios thing going with them. Why? Because Bullet Club Gold are the heels, and that would be two heels against three faces. Because you got FTR and Ricky Starks. I don't feel like the no, Ricky Starks feud they... is over. You think that's over now? Yeah, it, that's end- weird. it ended with them chasing them out of the arena. Or out of the ring area, anyway. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I see. Yeah, they definitely need a third member. I I think uh, I think they'll get one sooner rather than later. I I couldn't tell you whom. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Maybe Who-
1: some outsider.
0: Maybe. Uh, up next, Tony Khan has a major announcement, and he announces that the first episode of AEW Collision on June 17th will feature CM Punk.
1: Yeah!
0: So, the ticket sales were kind of lagging in the United Center, and I think whether or not that was the case, I think they were they were going to announce them beforehand. Uh, so, they announced them, and... I'm sure ticket sales will pick up and not just for that but for the for the other collision shows in uh in Canada for weeks after that and they're going to Greensboro in August. Yeah. Uh, so we will be at that one. So, looking forward to seeing CM Punk in person for the first time. That'll be exciting. I think
1: that'll be my third time. I have a hard time remembering things, but I think it's my third time.
0: Yeah, so CM Punk getting his own show. Looks like we're headed towards the the brand split, whether it's soft or hard, and I hate the use of those terms for it, (laughs) you know, can we not think of a better way to describe it, but. It seems that's how we want to describe it in the wrestling community. A soft brand split or a hard brand split.
1: Sounds good.
0: Can't we just dirty. say partial or yeah. full? Yeah. Semi. <laughs> or full. <laughs> but so what, what we mean, you know, is our... The wrestlers on Collision that that we know it's going to be, FTR, Powerhouse Hobbs, Samoa Joe, Andrade, Scorpio Sky,
1: Zampunk. Punk, uh, Chris the, Statlander, I think was on, or no, uh, Thunder Rosa, rather. Um,
0: I'm yeah, trying to think of else. Who else those, is on the ad? And those and so those are the ones we know, and and a couple others. Um,
1: MJF is in the ad. I don't know if he's going to.
0: Well, he's the world champion. I think he'll go on either show as he needs. So those are the ones that we know. And so the question is, you know, are are these wrestlers I just named, are they going to be exclusive to Collision? Will they appear on Dynamite as needed? Um, What will the deal be? Will Dynamite wrestlers appear on Collision as needed? It's presumed by most that MJF, you know, the wor- who or whomever is the world champion, will go to either show uh, kind of as needed. I mean, of course, that's, that's what you'd expect.
1: Does that mean that CM Punk can't be the world champion then? Because he would only stay on Collision? Because he can't go over to Dynamite?
0: I don't think anyone said he can't go to Dynamite.
1: Yeah. I didn't know. I do not I know if that was... If there was some sort of contractual something.
0: I haven't heard anything about him not being able to go to Dynamite. Okay. So I don't know what the... Th- I mean, I'm just with everybody else. I don't know what the terms of anything are. I don't yeah. know. All we know is CM Punk's going to be on the first collision. That's the mm-hmm. only thing we know for sure. Yeah. So anything else is just speculation. And frankly... I'm sick of all the speculation, so I'm not gonna say anything about it until we know something about it.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's just round and round, and and everybody's just spreading rumors, and you know it can be fun, but after a while it gets uh, it gets old, you know. Because uh, you know we're we're about news, you know. It's fun to to postulate things, but you know when you're when you're trying to actually report fact it that's not what we're we're about so we're trying to just you know get you what what we know um uh, so I don't want I don't want to tell y'all something unless we really do believe it to be true so past CM Punk appearing on the first collision we don't really know anything with how Dynamite and Collision are going to work together at all because they haven't said anything Mm-hmm. About how the shows are going to be used, uh, at all. Uh, although mm-hmm. it appears collision is going to be a show on par with dynamite, mm-hmm. you know, a two-hour a show. Uh, but past that, who knows what what the deal will be with the two shows. Up next, we had a triple threat match. Uh, We had Trent Beretta, accompanied by Chuck Taylor, of course, of the best friends. We had Big Bill, accompanied by Lee Moriarty. And then we had Swerve Strickland, accompanied by the Mogul Embassy. So this stemming out of that battle royal at Double or Nothing, three men who had issues in the battle royal. Uh... Early on here, Big Bill splashes Swerve and Trent in the corners twice, just running between them in the corners, splashing them. Uh, Then he clotheslines Swerve out of the ring. And Big Bill, Big Boots, Swerve off of the apron as well. Trent hit a moonsault from the turnbuckle to the floor on Big Bill. Twent... Uh, back in the ring, Trent and Swerve double team, superplex, Big Bill off the top rope, and that shakes the ro- Uh, shakes the ring. Big Bill is a big guy, mm-hmm. and I tell you, he. Every time I see him, I'm impressed by him. I really do like him. He is agile. He's quick. He's strong. I like him. Uh, Trent pile drives Swerve. Count broken up by Big Bill at two. Big Bill chokeslams Trent into the ring from the ring apron. Swerve Strickland hits a diving kick from the top to knock Big Bill off the apron. And then he covers Trent for the three count. Swerve Strickland gets the win. Kind of sneaks his way into the win. Continues on this uh, push he's been getting. And, in fact, Swerve Strickland is getting a shot at Orange Cassidy's international title next week on Dynamite.
1: I'm excited for that
0: match. Oh, yeah. After the show they put on in the, uh, in the final minutes of the pay-per-view battle royal, mm-hmm. yeah. those two, I think they can put on a hell of a match together, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, me too. I had never seen them in the ring together before. I don't know if they'd ever been in the ring together before.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. But after seeing that, they they can be great together. I th- mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that match as well, yeah. I think that's going to be terrific. Um, oh, I didn't give a rating for that match. I just realized that. Four bones out of five. Good triple threat match. Uh, I like all three of those guys. Uh, I'm glad Big Bill didn't didn't take the pinfall. I keep mm-hmm. saying Big Bill is is the most underutilized heavyweight they have. I think this guy can be can be a big deal for them. Uh, you know, like I've already said, he's strong, he's quick, he's agile. You know, he's got a great look to him. He's got a good variety of moves he can do. I just think he's he's got it all for his size. He's got it all. So let's, let's get it moving with him. And I'd like to see him making his way to some higher profile matches. And now that it seems like the firm is done with, I'm not sure if that's official. Mm-hmm. We need to try and find out. But it seems like with all the kerfuffle over Matt Hardy's contract Mm -hmm. it seems like with all that happening it seems like the firm is dissolved and is done and gone Mm -hmm. and Stokely Hathaway no longer on tv as a character yeah it seems like the firm is done but Big Bill and Lee Moriarty are still buddies but with the firm gone I feel like those guys were kind of holding Big Bill back if we're looking at it from big bills career perspective Mm -hmm. so let's work him into some some higher profile matches you know um i really i think he has a i I think he has a bright future in the business uh yeah let's get it going let's get it going for him yeah i mean is, is it just me
1: I don't think it's just you, but it's definitely way more you than everybody else, really yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, see well. people like disliking him, but I don't know have you have you ever heard him talk?
0: We can find somebody to talk for him yeah, so that's, that's what I fine that's
1: what they need to do like if he's gonna get a big push, he has to have
0: bring Jake some the snake person. out bring Jake the snake back out there you go.
1: No, oh, he didn't do a lot for Lance Archer when he was the voice for him.
0: I beg to differ. Jake the Snake made Lance Archer like a name in AEW. He was a thing in AEW. He was a he? he was a pretty high profile for them in early in the earlier days. Uh, maybe yeah, I
1: just was watching like the before tail you and were. And yeah. yeah,
0: before you were watching. Yeah. Oh
1: okay.
0: Lance well, Archer was a bigger deal than than he is nowadays.
1: I feel like Stokely Hathaway is a good spokesperson. Like he just. But needs he's to comedic. Be back. Yeah.
0: I don't. I'm not talking about comedic. I'm talking about Big Bill serious? is a big fucking wrecking machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a serious guy to sell this guy as a as a big guy who wants to beat you up. Yeah. Not funny. You gotta not take not a lot comedy. Of out of his mouth. If he doesn't this. do that anymore.
1: He had it in there yesterday. I didn't see it. He did on his way to the ring. He had it in his mouth.
0: Well, that's fun.
1: I'm just saying, if you want him to be taken seriously, he should probably stop He should stop with the candy.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. Maybe he's a diabetic. We don't know. You don't know his truth.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe he's a diabetic. So some things about the match for me. Um, Big Bill's splashes just look brutal. You know, like he's just like, a wall of cinder blocks flattening them, you know. Mm-hmm. And Excellent. The, the
0: splashes in the corners. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and one thing about the big Bill's big boot to Swerve that you didn't mention is the reason it hit Swerve is because Trent grabbed him and pulled him in front of it because Big Bill was headed towards Trent, uh. But but he cleverly grabbed Swerve and put Swerve in the danger path instead. Mm-hmm. Um, which I liked. Uh, yeah, and that was a good crucifix pin on Trent. I mm-hmm. liked. I liked this match. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Three. I'm a really big Swerve fan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I. Oh, it's tough to say who should have gotten the win here. I mean, it's good for Swerve. I mean, I'm glad for Swerve. It's tough to say who should have gotten the win here. Um. I like Swerve, and I like Big Bill both very much.
1: Swerve has to get the win. He just started this mogul embassy. He's on, like, an upward trajectory. He can't take a loss here.
0: I think it could have been fun, as long as he didn't take the pin, as long as Trent took the pin.
1: Maybe, but he needs a yeah. win going in to face Cassidy again after the oh, loss to Cassidy. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. Alright. Um So who are you for if uh or not if who are you for when he fights Cassidy?
1: I am for Swerve Strickland, just like I was last time.
0: I know him for him. Probably for Orange Cassidy. I can't be against him now. I'm for him. He's been such a scrappy fighting champ. I just want him to hold on to that belt forever now.
1: Yeah. Well you didn't see Swerve in the fatal four way for the triple uh mega championship. No I did not. That was that was awesome. I'm sure it was. I wanna see more from him.
0: I see.
1: I think by putting him a belt on him we would successfully do that. Plus he's got a big crew of monsters with him now. And he's got Prince Nana.
0: I mean I think putting I think putting a belt on him would be a great move. I don't know if taking the belt from Orange is the right move. The only
1: uh, other belts Wardlow's. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to take that belt from Wardlow right now. You don't. You can't really.
1: You can't, and if you do, to give it to the Mobile embassy. But you could. I don't take... think you could give it to Swerve over the other behemoths mm-hmm. that are that are in that group. You know.
0: Yeah. But you could take Oranges and give it to, to Swerve. I just don't know if the time is right. I don't want the 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 rain. Oranges' rain has been so impressive and so mm. exciting and so fun with so many just excellent match after match. I don't want it to end, you know? I don't want it to end now.
1: You don't think Swerve could do the same thing, though? Like
0: Swerve's matches are good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You may have a point there. You may have a point, but Orange has a you know a nice blend of of action and comedy. Mm-hmm. He's like the Beverly Hills Cop of AEW. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting way to put it. You
0: can't go wrong with that. Uh, then we had a Chris Statlander video package about her return and her winning the TBS championship from Jade Cargill at Double or Nothing, snapping her undefeated streak. And Chris Statlander's ready to be a fighting TBS champion. Renee Paquette calls out the acclaimed and daddy ass. They, of course, lost at Double or Nothing. They got a shot at the World Trio's title held by the house of black and lost daddy ass says he's sad he let down the two he cares about the most they claimed say that they are going to win the world trio's titles and they say that daddy ass deserves to hold gold one more time after having a 30 year career
1: can i ask a question yes why did they end their feud with the guns like, I know FTR had to wrestle the guns to get the belts from them, but it doesn't make sense to, like, do the guns just not care anymore, that the Acclaimed basically stole their father away from them, and that he clearly loves the Acclaimed more than, than them, they're his own children, you know? It's, it seems weird to have just let, like, not let the story come to any kind of conclusion, but just, like, abruptly end.
0: That's, uh, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get back to that at some point. It would yeah. be nice for that to have a, a resolution at some point.
1: Well, when, when daddy asked said that the two that mean the most to him, I expected to, like, instantly hear the Guns music hit, you know, and for them to come out, and they didn't, which I just found so surprising because it seemed like such a setup line for that feud to get going again. And it's not like either of them really have anything going on, like The Guns or The Acclaimed. Um, Like, I mean, The Guns had the thing with Ethan Page, but that didn't really make that much sense uh, to me anyway. I guess they're, like, hired guns. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like an odd... They're doing odd things with them and their storylines that I don't fully understand.
0: Yeah, uh it seems like they don't know where to where to take the guns right now or quite what to do with them. But they they definitely have potential and and I think they keep improving. I think the guns have a have a lot of potential. I mean, mm-hmm. and they're still I don't know wh- how old they are, but they're still pretty young. And like I said, they they keep improving, I think in ring and on the mic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not Colton. He's terrible on the mic, but, uh... Austin. Austin. Um, uh, he keeps improving on the mic. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we'll see where where they're gonna fit in. If they're gonna... I don't think they'll stay with the six-man. Uh, I think they'll probably go back in the tag team title picture.
1: I'll but it,
0: But it seems like the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass are gonna stay in the Trios picture. Mm-hmm. And as they said, try and win the World Trio's title. So I don't know if they're going to try to get a rematch here pretty soon or what, but, I mean, that was the purpose of this interview, was to let us know that they aren't done fighting for the belts, so...
1: They they can't win it from the House of Black. We gotta have them as someone in between. You can't have the acclaimed beating them. A a group that's so serious and a group that's so silly, like, you can't. You gotta have, have someone in between, don't you think? I'm not sure. Can you see the acclaimed, without cheating, plausibly beat the House of Black?
0: Not really. Yeah. Not really.
1: Well, I can't really see most people beating the House of Black. Yeah, maybe the the acclaimed
0: and a and a fifty-year-old man.
1: Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Unless they apply my genius no legs used rule.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If they come up now, yeah. Now there you're thinking. If they come up with a good dealer's choice rule, Mm -hmm. and can employ it, then they may have a leg up.
1: But I think that's the only way that any trios group is gonna beat them. Just by is using by using the dealer's choice yeah. to their best advantage.
0: Yeah, it's... It's and hard to see...
1: Like, I'm gonna tie Malachi Black's legs together. That's my dealer's choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to see any group competing with them because as i said before what one of them lacks the other one has Mm -hmm. i mean they they they're such a well-balanced team Mm -hmm. the three of them it's amazing they fit together so well and they're they're just they're an excellent trios team they really are well-balanced and that's why they're the champions you know they're great champions I tell you, match I would love to see. Is the House of Black versus Vikingo and the Lucha Brothers? That's what I would love to see.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna do Death Triangle once Pac is back, versus House of Black.
0: Yeah.
1: Vikingo would be cool though, or that trio that we're seeing this or the not, I guess it's not a trio they're fighting each other, but like commander and vikingo and bandito versus the house of black that'd be
0: pretty cool
1: although i guess you need penta's size
0: yeah 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 i couldn't see that that commander the team you just mentioned would be so much smaller than the yeah. house of black i can see them reasonably competing <laughs> with the house of black well mm.
1: vikingo and ray, ray fanix are both small
0: but Ray Phoenix, what he lacks in size, he makes up for in crazy moves, you um, know. gumption. In gumption. <laughs> Lord. Where'd you pull that word from? Yeah, he That's makes up for in when gumption. I
1: when I think of Ray Phoenix, I think of gumption. He makes
0: up for with crazy moves and just the will to yeah. to overcome his opponent. Also known as gumption. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But yeah, so what uh, yeah, it's it Yeah, as we're saying, it's it's hard to see a team that's gonna rival them, you know. But the team I I want to most see definitely would be the Kingo and the Lucha Brothers. Are we gonna see that? I don't think so. But I would love Who to knows? see it. I
1: feel like Tony Khan makes these like matches that I could like only think of in like my wildest dreams, and then then I see that they're happening on television. So. Speaking of which,
0: Rampage this week. We'll yeah, we'll get cool. to that later. Holy shit! We'll Rampage. get to that later, yeah. but Rampage this week is fucking crazy. Looks yeah. awesome. It's
1: like super stacked.
0: We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, Up all next. right. Tony Schiavone calls out Don Callis and Kenosuke Takeshita. It is time. And. There is heat the there's no entrance music. there's just booing and Don callus and uh, and Takeshta come out and the crowd is just booing the heck out of him. Callus says everything Omega has won was because of him, and the crowd hates callus. Callus calls Takeshita the best athlete he's seen in wrestling. Takeshita then says something about destroying Omega. Says something I couldn't understand. He has a very uh, thick accent. I could not understand him.
1: Plus there
0: was a lot of booing. Plus there was a lot of booing. Uh, Kalis says they're cutting the elite out of all elite wrestling. And Kalis then says Omega destroyed his family. So he's building a new family. So, are Callus and Takesha going to be affiliated with the Blackpool Combat Club?
1: I think that's where it's heading. That's what it seems
0: like. But see, they've they've kept on this dynamite. They've kept themselves apart. Like Takesha wasn't with the Blackpool Combat Club at any point
1: mm-hmm. on this show. I think that was so Callus could be used to establish him as like a bad guy some more before we threw him in with a bunch of other bad guys you think so i, th- I mean that's the only thing i could think of because we don't have a story yeah. yet as to like why he's bad now so
0: but is Callus with the blackpool combat club we haven't really established that yet either I,
1: mean,
0: I think so i
1: like i don't know that they want him there but i think he's there to like be a supporter whether they want his support or not
0: that's a good way to put it yeah that's a good way to put it thanks but i think you may be right about that but yeah they need to catch it to be a part of the Blackpool combat club because whatever guy or guys kenny omega is bringing from japan you know as we pointed out at the top of the show we can't have the faces outnumbering the heels that's Mm -hmm. stupid that's a bad look that's terrible they can't do that. Like, I don't know. Now, AEW, they break a lot of traditional rules of booking. They do a lot of things that you don't normally do. But that is something like to break that would be really dumb. That's a bad look if you break mm-hmm. that. That's just not, you know, you cannot have the faces outnumber the heels. You. You outnumber somebody in a fight, then you're the bullies. Yeah, that's yeah. not you can't do that and and still be the good guys. I, I just, but we we may be headed in that direction. I don't know. You know, Tony Khan does some surprising things, so so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. So this segment definitely got takesh over as a heel. Uh, He was, you know, the beloved babyface just a a couple months ago. And now that he's aligned with Callus, who is uh, the most despised man in AEW. Oh, for sure. uh, He is now perhaps the second most despised man in AEW.
1: I feel like MJF would argue that if he heard you say it, but I think you're right.
0: I feel like Takeshita had more heat than MJF. Yeah,
1: that's because people like MJF.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We have a Wardlow promo, the TNT champion. He tells Luchasaurus that if he wants to be the next one, that's just fine. Arn Anderson is there as well. He says that he feels justified in biting Luchasaurus' thumb because he interfered in the title match and he assaulted Arn and he you know, had his had his hand uh near his mouth. He said he shouldn't have had his hands on him in the first place and he wouldn't have bit him. So good good <laughs> point. Good point, Arn. Uh yeah, that match that was a good match, you know, Wardlow just taking bumps all over the place and uh it was a four bone match out of five. Wardlow keeping his title in that latter match over Christian. Uh, very good match with a very strange spot with Arn Anderson walking in looking like a blowfish and then spitting some viscous red liquid onto Luciasaurus's thumb after he jammed it in Anderson's mouth. What a weird, dumb spot that was. No, I loved it. Oh, that was so stupid.
1: It was only stupid because of the blowfish face. If, he done, if they could have done it without the blowfish face, it would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. But they didn't. (laughs) They didn't.
1: They didn't. Do you know what Cubie dolls are? Yeah. From like the 50s? That's what he looked like. He looks like a Cubie doll.
0: Yeah. If you don't know what a Cubie doll is, look it up. Yeah. That's what Arn Anderson looked like on Sunday. Yeah, that was a bad spot. It was a bad spot. That'll go down in the record books. Yeah.
1: Next. I can't stop picturing
0: it. <laughs> it was Sorry. laughably Oh my god, the
1: it was laughably face laughably was bad. making. <laughs> yeah. It Sorry. was silly.
0: It was silly. Oh, it
1: was so stupid.
0: Uh, Next. Two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man world tag team champions, the Gates of Agony. Yeah. Khan and Toa. Taking on aew international champion Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, uh, these two guys are beasts.
1: I love them. I'm so glad that they're on TV. I love them
0: uh, ToA knocks Darby Allen out of midair after Darby Allen does this move though where he aims at no one. Uh, obviously, just setting up the spot, and but and then Toa knocks him out of midair. Uh, but like Con-
1: brutally.
0: Yeah, brutally. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. That was like I a football takedown. Exactly, it was like a football tackle out of midair. Uh, he doesn't knock him out of midair. He tackles him out of midair. Uh, Con, Uh, hits a backbreaker onto the corner ropes. Toa then Senton splashes Darby. Orange Cassidy hits a Stun Dog Millionaire on Khan. Darby hits a Destroyer. And then a Coffin Drop for the pin and the win. Uh, This pretty decent match. Three and a half bones out of five. Uh, After the match, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, and Prince Nana, the rest of the Mogul Embassy, head for the ring. And, of course, Q Sting is here with a baseball bat, and he keeps them all at bay, because who wants to get smacked with a baseball bat? Not them. So Sting protects the faces from getting beat up by the Mogul Embassy. Swerve is not a good... uh, He doesn't take losing well. You know, even his his, uh, homies, you know, here at the Gates of Agony, he was ready to to go go to bat for them and come and beat up Darby and Orange Cassidy after the loss. He just does not take losing well.
1: I don't think any good competitors do.
0: Yeah, but... to come and attack people after the match, that, though, you um, know. Yeah. The Swerve does that all the time, though. He's yeah. one of the biggest proponents of that in AEW. Yeah. well,
1: That's because yeah. he likes to assert his as dominance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so it was cool to see Sting again. It's always cool to see Sting. 62 years old, I believe he is, and still going. Uh, Most people believe his career is winding down, but most people have believed that for uh, the last 10 years, so who knows. We then had a Four Pillars match video package. Of course, MJF triumphant in that excellent Four Pillars match at the pay-per-view. He Mm -hmm. retained his belt. And we will see. Uh, we haven't seen what any indication of what's next for MJF. Uh, my prediction is uh, Adam Cole, but again, we haven't seen any uh, any indication of that yet. That's just my my thought, m- my feeling for what's next. Then, Tony Schiavone asks FTW champion Hook what's next after he and the Hardys beat Ethan Page and the Guns on the Double or Nothing pre-show. Out come La Facción Ingobernable. Jose, the assistant, comes out, and he comes, uh, comes out with Preston Vance and Dralistico. Roosh is not with them. I believe Roosh is being kept off television because during his match, you remember he was in a match with Jungle Boy Jack Perry two mm-hmm. or three weeks ago, yeah, and he started going into business for himself during the match.
1: I don't know
0: what that phrase means. He st- he started. He was no selling.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Jungle Boy Jack Perry.
1: Going into business for himself,
0: for taking like more, this, yeah. taking more than was was meant for him to take mm-hmm. in the match.
1: Yeah,
0: like he just beat the shit out of Jungle Boy during the match. Like the the purpose of the match was for Jungle Boy to get a win, to get a good looking win over a former Ring of Honor World Champion in mm-hmm. Rouge. Yeah, what the match came out as was Jungle Boy barely. By the skin of his teeth beating Roosh and getting his ass beat by Roosh Mm -hmm. because Roosh just took control of the match, no sold some of Jungle Boy's offense, Mm -hmm. and then took the offensive control of the match for a good portion of it as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Tony Khan was happy with that. I think that's why we're not seeing Roosh on television. I'm not sure that that's why, but that's what happened in that match. I can tell you that shit for sure, mm-hmm. and now he's not on t v with a stable, so I'm just putting two and two together mm-hmm. and And I think that's why I don't think it I don't think he's injured. I think he's just being punished being punished right now, yes, that sucks um. Because I mean, that was a big spot. I mean, that was a an important match yeah. for to build up Jungle Boy. And it was an important spot for, for Roosh to not act that way. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. for him to be, to take one for the team. And he apparently didn't want to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now he's got to pay the price for that. That's what I think we're seeing.
1: Can they not just say ahead of time, like... I don't want to do that. Put someone else in the match.
0: They can say that, but that they got a contract.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, they're there to do what Tony Khan wants mm-hmm. them to do.
1: Okay. I was I don't really understand. I don't fully understand how everything yeah, works. Yeah, they don't the have
0: creative control. So Tony like Khan has, not most. Hmm. Not most. Um, CM Punk might in his contract. Maybe Chris Jericho might to some point in his contract maybe the Young Bucks do maybe Kenny Omega does I'm not mm-hmm. sure to what point maybe Brian Danielson does who knows I don't know mm-hmm. some wrestlers do to a point have creative control in their contracts one of the big problems in and now sometimes they don't at all WWE it's it's rare that that happens because that's for so many years was Vince McMahon's show. He did not let wrestlers have creative control. One exception to this was Bret Hart. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess another one to an extent was Shawn Michaels got a little creative control because Vince loved him. And then Bret Hart got uh, creative control to an extent also, which caused problems mm-hmm. because they butt- butted heads. One of the big problems with WCW was they started giving too many people creative control. They gave Hulk Hogan near absolute creative control because, well, he was fucking Hulk Hogan. It wasn't necessarily a bad move, but then they gave Kevin Nash creative control. They give, you know, whoever else creative control. Mm-hmm. They give this guy creative control. And so you got multiple people with creative control. Oh, I don't want to lose that guy. I don't want to lose that guy. I don't want to lose that guy. And so nobody's wanting to lose to anybody. Mm-hmm. You can't put on a match. Nobody wants to get a clean pin, so you get all these, like, DQ finishes or non-finishes. Or you can't even put on a decent main event because nobody wants to lose to anybody. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing starts happening. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: But, yeah, so... So, like I said, that's, that's what happened in, in WCW is too many cooks in the kitchen too many wrestlers on the involved in the creative process and too many wrestlers with creative control Mm -hmm. uh in their contracts so it doesn't seem to work when wrestlers get creative control it seems to go wrong almost always
1: yeah i guess that makes
0: sense um and, and, in the and traditionally before, you know, before say 1997, that wasn't a, a 1996 say, that wasn't a thing. The booker was God, you know, whoever had the, the, the pencil, as they say, mm-hmm. was, was God. There was, there wasn't any creative control. The, the creative control was the booker was in charge and you did what he said or you're not on television.
1: So, is Tony Khan the only booker in AEW?
0: No, he has people helping him now. Now, he, uh, booker, yes. Yes. Writer, no, I don't think so. Now, he's the only booker, but he has people helping him in creative.
1: But the booker is who decides, like, how the matches are going to end, or no?
0: No. The booker is who who decides who's going to win and lose.
1: But how they get there is the writers?
0: How they get there is kind of the writers, but also the producers. And the producers, or road agents, are, are a lot of times former wrestlers. Okay. And then there are also writers who are responsible for writing dialogue when there is written dialogue, or writing storylines. Um, yeah. All right. And then the the matches themselves are producers or road agents and are, to my knowledge, 100% of the times former wrestlers. And they're putting together, they say, they're the ones who say, okay, you punch him and you come over and you do the flip and then you go under and then you kick out at two and then the ref takes a bump and then he's going to run in and then... You cover, you know, they're the ones who go through the specifics of the match with the wrestlers in that mm-hmm. way and outline how the actual match is going to go, how it, it will end. Tony Khan isn't isn't out there outlining how the nooks and crannies of every match is going to go. He mm-hmm. doesn't have time for that.
1: So, like, the, the ref stoppage at Double or Nothing. Now that... Probably Ooh. came
0: from Tony Khan, yeah. Okay. Like, he's saying who's going to win and how.
1: Like, by probably. pinfall or submission or whatever? Now, or? probably.
0: Now, that could have been a producer's call, but I think something like that, the ref stoppage, honestly, I bet you that came from, if I had to guess, I bet it came from Jericho. Just knowing the, the amount of input that he has. Mm-hmm. And now that that's surprising because it's, it's such a bad idea. I bet it came from either Jericho or or from Tony Khan. Because it, it either had to come from all the way above because it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it had yeah. to come from all the way at the top, Tony yeah. Khan. Or just knowing the amount of creative control he has, mm-hmm. it came from Jericho. Mm-hmm. So it had to come directly from someone. I don't think it got filtered through channels. Yeah so it was either con or jericho i think had the the -hmm. the idea for that yeah
1: okay sorry i didn't mean to derail us so much i just realized we were talking about the tony Schiavone hook interview
0: no that's fine um i don't know what got us on the oh roosh yeah yeah we were talking about what happens when you when you fuck around yeah and who yeah who decides what and Mm -hmm. how and why and we you know we need to have some shows that kind of delve into those kind of things.
1: That'd be helpful for me. You can run those shows by yourself, unless you want me there asking you questions from a confused viewer. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do that.
0: That would that would be that would be fun to kind of have have a show just really explaining mm-hmm. the business. Yeah. Kind of explaining.
1: No, that's a good idea.
0: How a match goes from. From a to Z mm-hmm. something like that, you know
1: yeah
0: I think that'd be interesting to people, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if people already know that. I don't think people know all the specifics, but i, I think know. I think a lot of people who are listening, I'm mm-hmm. sure do, but I'm sure a lot of people don't I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. I don't know um okay, so right, so Tony Shivani is with Hook, he has some. What's next after he and the Hardys beat Ethan Page and the Guns at Double or Nothing? Jose the Assistant, Preston Vance, and Drillistico come out. Someone in the crowd is yelling out at them, You're jobbers! You're jobbers! I couldn't tell what they were saying, but Jose's response was very,
1: very good. Yeah.
0: Um, So uh, they come to beat up Hook. Out comes Jungle Boy Jack Perry with a chair. Uh, He lays them out. Hook suplexes Jose, the assistant, in the ring. And the faces stand triumphant in the ring. And it looks like uh, Hook and Jungle Boy may have a kind of a team going. Might have each other's backs. Might be a tag team going. I'm not sure.
1: You planted the idea of heel Jungle Boy in my head. And now that is the only thing that will satisfy me. When he came out there with a chair and hit those guys and then got in the ring... But still was holding the chair. I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna hit Hook. He's gonna turn, and he's gonna be bad. And then there's gonna be a feud between him and Hook." And I got so excited, and then that didn't happen. I'm sorry. You gotta stop having better ideas than what's actually happening in the wrestling. Because Hook and Hook and Jungle Boy—that's a fun idea. I like the idea of them teaming together, but I like the idea of him and them of them feuding way more. You mm-hmm. know, I like I like the Hill Jungle Boy plan because he's. Not super interesting as a face,
0: you know? Mm-hmm.
1: All right, up next, we got my girl.
0: Yep, Renee is with the outcast. And new women's world champion, Tony Storm, yeah. says she's defending her title at this weekend's house show. I'm not sure where they are, but she is defending her title. So right out of the gates, she's going to be a fighting... Champion, Good to see. Alright, then we have the AEW TBS Championship match. We have the new champion, Chris Statlander, right away putting her title on the line against Nyla Rose. This match... Uh, Very early on, Rose suplexes Statlander into the corner, like into the turnbuckles, I mean. Physically, smashing into the turnbuckles. Uh, One point, Statlander got Rose up for a blue thunderbomb for two count. Rose hit a cannonball from the ring apron to the floor on Statlander. And eventually, Statlander puts Rose away with a 4.50 splash from the top rope for the pin and the win. Good match here. Uh, give it three bones out of five. Chris Statlander retains her belt. Kay, what do you have to say about this match?
1: I thought the cannonball, uh, by Nyla Rose was impressive and ballsy. It was kind of scary, uh... I thought it was a great 450 by Stylander for the win. Um, I thought that there were some terrible, terrible, terrible forearms uh, and punches by Nyla. And I don't understand that when I see that in wrestlers. It should be, like, one of the easier things to do in my head anyway. Especially the forearms. You know? hmm But just, like... Weak looking garbage. Um, So that was the only disappointing part of the match. Uh, But I agree with you. Other than that, the match was was pretty good. This was my first time, I think, seeing Nyla Rose wrestle. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't much. It was there. It was a match. (laughs) That's that's about it. Um. So we do still have the May event to talk about, but first I want to talk about the Rampage card for Friday. Yeah! Because, man, it is a card. Uh, Rampage is back to its uh, regular time, 10 p.m. on Friday. Uh, And here's the lineup. Uh, Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Katsuyori Shibata, defends his title against Lee Moriarty. Should be a good match. The Pure rules. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, I'm not gonna go through them all, but there are several rules, and it makes for a different wrestling match than you usually see. So it'll it 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 makes it pretty interesting to watch. Um,
1: can you tell them one rule real quick, or can I tell them one rule real quick? With okay, because I think it's the most unusual. It's that if it ends with a time draw, then it goes to a panel of three judges to determine the winner. Which I think is super interesting. And I have never seen it go to a panel of judges. And so every time I see a pure match, I'm like hoping that that'll be the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we also never watched Ring of Honor prior to the new Ring of Honor. Uh, So I'm sure it's gone to the judges in old Ring of Honor. But uh, I'm excited to see. I love the pure matches.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. puts his belt on the line, and he is fantastic. I've only seen him in a handful of matches, but he is great. And he is facing Action Andretti. That should make for a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I'm
1: excited about that. I like
0: Andretti. Uh, New Japan Strong Women's Champion Willow Nightingale. She won that match, uh, excuse me, she won that belt in a match against Mercedes Monet. Uh, Monet hurt her ankle, and they had to change the finish of the match to where Nightingale became the first New Japan Strong Women's Champion. So, here she is. She's the champ, and she's defending against Emi Sakura. I
1: didn't realize she's the first champion.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, so, uh, this, uh this should be a good match as well and uh, the main event what i'm assuming is going to go on as the main event the triple a mega championship the champion elijo del vikingo takes on commander andralistico in a triple threat match that should be off the fucking wall crazy good
1: i'm expected to have, expecting to have
0: expecting that my face melts it off it's so good yeah uh, that that match is going to Having Vikingo and Commander in the same ring is crazy. Just having Vikingo there makes it crazy. Mm-hmm. That guy, he he is he is maybe my favorite wrestler walking the planet right now. He's he's pretty awesome.
1: We gotta get you a shirt.
0: Mm hmm. I like him. Uh but yeah, so that and that's the rampage lineup, so uh, they're calling it Championship Friday. So, again, you've got the AAA Mega Championship from Mexico. You've got the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. New Japan World Television Championship from Japan, obviously. And the Ring of Honor Pure Championship from the United States. So, four belts from three different countries on the line. Pretty awesome night of wrestling. Um, and then, of course, you got a women's match. Uh, you got a pure match. You've got, you know, um, the match with the with the Luchas. We're we're gonna see several different styles of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be a great night of wrestling Friday night. That is gonna be uh, just an awesome hour. Ten to eleven p.m. is gonna be crammed with awesome wrestling. I cannot wait. I know. It, it's gonna be terrific. Uh, Next week on Dynamite, Ricky Starks vs. Jay White with Juice Robinson and FTR banned from ringside. Also next week on Dynamite, Orange Cassidy puts his international championship on the line against the man who finished second in the pay-per-view battle royal, Swerve Strickland. We then had a Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole video package. Discussing the, the feud that's been going. Uh, you know. Jericho and his cronies. Handcuffed Adam Cole to the bottom rope. And they. uh Had the outcast. Beat Dr. Britt Baker DMD. With a kendo stick. While Cole helplessly had to watch. And then we had the unsanctioned match. At the pay per view on Sunday. So. uh I'm not sure that we've seen the last of this Jericho and Cole feud. Uh, And now it's in the the main event on Dynamite. Uh, We have a mixed tag team match. Chris Jericho and Saraya of the Outcasts taking on Adam Cole and his real-life girlfriend, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, We start with exchanging chops. Start with the men in the ring. And then Jericho pokes Cole in the eyes. Uh, the women come in. Uh, Jericho trips Britt Baker and then winks at the camera. Uh, the outcasts come down to attack Baker on the outside, uh, but Hikaru Shida comes down with a kendo stick uh, to beat Storm and Soho away. Jericho gets coals in the wall. Gets coal in the walls of Jericho, or the lion tamer, whichever you want to call it. Soraya knocks Baker off the ring apron at one point. Uh, Baker puts the lock jaw on Chris Jericho to break the hold. Adam Cole goes for a super kick, but Jericho grabs him, hits a code breaker. Uh, the ladies are back in. Soraya grabs uh, Britt Baker for a move called the Rampage, and almost as uh, she drops Baker right on her head Um, it was a nasty looking fall I don't think the move was supposed to look that way Uh, pretty scary scary looking bump Uh, Britt Baker seemed to be fine though Um, Jericho tried to hit Britt Baker with Floyd his baseball bat Uh, he then gets super kicked by Cole and Baker Baker's kick missed by a lot Uh, Cole hits the boom on Jericho for the pin and the win. This was a fun mixed tag team match. Three and a half bones out of five. Kay, what do you have to say about our main event match?
1: Um, Well, you wrote down pretty much everything I had. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Both men actually poked each other in the eyes at the beginning. Uh, Jericho poked Adam and Cole in the first, and then Adam Cole got him back right in front of the ref, and the ref just let it slide. Um, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I'm not that big a fan of Soraya in the ring.
0: Yeah, she's not good.
1: It's just lots of, like, sloppy moves.
0: Yeah, she's not good.
1: I'm worried that she's gonna, like, really hurt someone after seeing her drop Britt Baker right on her, right on her head. mm mm-hmm. Um... But I mean she's gone this long without hurting someone, so hopefully it just looks sloppy, but she's being safe. I guess. I don't know. But I really like this uh mixed tag business in AEW. Um I'm not wasn't really a fan of the WWE mixed tag matches so much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like AEW makes it feel like a tag match that just happens to have a man and a woman in it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep seeing people suggesting they do a women's tag belt uh, set in AW, and I'd much rather see a mixed tag belt before they do a women's tag.
0: That would be cool. I would. I would be for that, definitely.
1: I think it could add a lot to the show, and it's a yeah. way to get women on the show more without having more women-only matches, you know? hmm Because I feel like their women's roster is not quite strong enough to have, like, two or three women's matches on, you know? Mm-hmm. But to have a mixed tag match, I think, is a good way for women to get the exposure to work with other wrestlers. You know, I think there's a lot of op- opportunities
0: there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would be for it, definitely. But, yeah, good end to the show, so nothing uh amazing or revolutionary coming out of this dynamite uh, the biggest thing so of the course rampage card. oh yeah the rampage card <laughs> the, the biggest two things the biggest two takeaways of course uh cm punk announcement uh of his return on uh, june 17th and uh the rampage card for this friday yeah. those are the two biggest takeaways from dynamite
1: um i can't believe they booked a a rampage that's better than dynamite you know like yeah that rampage is gonna
0: be awesome
1: like not only would i rather see that rampage than this week's dynamite that we just finished talking about but i'd also rather see it than what they've talked about for next week's dynamite you know i agree yeah that's some hot shit right there
0: i agree yeah i'm very excited
1: so when can they hear from us again
0: well They will next hear from us either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, We will do This Week in WWE, which is our weekly WWE show. We do when we feel like it on the weekend, (laughs) either Saturday or Sunday. At some point, we'll probably pick a day and and run with it. But yeah. for now, we just do it Saturday or Sunday. You know, we have lives, we have uh, we have jobs. jobs. Yeah, yeah, we have to we have to do it when it's convenient for us. So it's Saturday or Sunday.
1: Aren't they going to maybe hear from us later tonight?
0: Oh well, yeah we're we're going to to be appearing on um, on a video. Video podcast. Video podcast, is that what we're calling it? That's
1: what I'm calling
0: it. A video podcast with Last Week in Wrestling, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. live. We're we're on there with some other folks, too. I'm not sure who else, so I'm not going to give any other names, because I, I really don't know whom. Uh, but we are going to be on there with Last Week in Wrestling. Um, uh, if you... Listen to us. Well, obviously, you listen to us. Um, what my what I was gonna say is, uh, please rate us if you listen to us
1: and subscribe.
0: Yes, uh, rate us five stars, f- five bones if they'll let you. <laughs> uh, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, share us with your friends, all that stuff. Drop us a line. Look for us on Twitter. Uh, the account is No Bones Wrestling. That's Wrestling with an R. And K Fabulous is on there. K Fabulous eighty. That's K A Y Fabulous eight zero. And folks, as McFoley would say, have a nice day. Bye.